two girl comedians walk into a bar. They order vodka cranberries and sniff them. Mmm. Welcome to the TFL podcast, where two orcs of no gender grunt and speak. I'm Sana. And I'm Bota. And this is our second time having sex. <laughs> wow, no, JK. This is our second time on the TFL podcast, baby. Um, and I would say we're seasoned pros by now. Yes. This time yes. we're not going to restart the Zoom 10 times. Right. We only did it once so far. Um, but you know, I think, I think this time, um, I don't, I don't want to have too much confidence, but I think we know what we're doing. We we're solid podcasters right now and we're backed by popular fucking demand <laughs> by that, like maybe two people. Um, I think my, my dad actually maybe listened to the podcast three times. The loyal that is fan. so sweet. That's so sweet. He said your laugh was delightful. That is so kind, but also just false. My my laugh is the opposite of delightful. It's really, really shrill and ugly, but I'm, I'm glad someone thinks it's good. No, I think your laugh is like a reward. So like when I make you laugh, you. it's just like a thousand bells ringing in like a church in Europe. Okay, you know what? That's a good way to reframe it. I Now I like my laugh. I think I think that's good. I also Girl do power. dole out laughs like candy. So, you know, um... <laughs> She's like built up your self-confidence and shattered mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, okay, I feel like we've been rambling for a while. We're going to do the same thing we did last time, which is just answer questions about, uh, just ask questions and, and answer them. Um, you know, I think it worked. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's just get right into it. Don't okay, want to make Boda, the you, folks you're, you're first. Wait. You first. Okay, you're going to absolutely hate this one. What is a miracle that happens every day? Childbirth. Um, wow. <laughs> I that was so, too quick. so pure of you. Yeah, you know, the miracle of childbirth. And that's something that a child is born every day. Many, in fact. So that's many miracles that are happening. Dude. <laughs> you sound so like one of those religious pennies a day. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Okay, this all being, I feel like I'm totally coming off a type of way. I'm totally pro-choice. But also, if your choice is to have a baby, I think doing so successfully is a miracle. It's an accomplishment. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Childbirth is hard. Okay, let's not, I don't want to get into like... Yeah, we, yeah, you know, we we don't need to get into the whole husband stitch talk, but call yeah, call her daddy, call her mommy, call <laughs> us mommy, but don't. I don't find that arousing. Don't do that. Um, mm. All right, okay. I have a question for you. Do you prefer going to the dentist or the doctor? <gasps> the dentist, because they always give you a little goodie bag. Right. Of I think dentist is the right toothpaste. answer. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I feel like some dentist rooms are like quite equipped with quality entertainment, video games, magazines that are of a higher caliber than those in doctors' offices. I feel more taken care of at my dentist because it feels so specific. Like I, you know, the doctor, I'm lost. Like there's so many things going on, so many different mm-hmm. people they should be helping. With the dentist, it's straightforward, and I feel taken care of. You know, what? I will say I'm much more emotionally vulnerable to my doctor mm. um, versus I feel physically vulnerable with my dentist because he has you know fingers in my mouth right. and um my doctor whereas Hot. i love to just dress up my life yes 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 i'll tell them exactly where my rash came from <laughs> exactly um okay okay next question um do you think you'd be a different version of yourself if you didn't go to tufts i think about this quite often because mm. I, my first choice, and I'll be honest, it was to Columbia, but I really don't think that I would have been happy there. I'm very happy at Tufts. Um, I will say, I think the essence of who I am as, I guess, confidence-wise wouldn't change, and I feel like wherever I would be put, I would make myself happy there, but mm. I am very happy with the version that I am right now at Tufts. Right. What about Tufts do you think has, like, made you the version? Like, what are the things that you think are a facet of your personality that are due to Tufts specifically? 
Right. So I went to this all girls like elite prep school that was like super snooty private in DC, like Got huge it. wealth disparity in our city. And I think there it was very much like Ivy League culture, very competitive. Everybody was right. at each other's throats versus and I applied to say an Ivy or Columbia thinking that I would thrive in that environment. But I was very, very wrong. Like, Tufts is much more collaborative. It's much more receptive. People are, like, very invested in their extracurriculars. And it just feels like a nice place to grow into oneself. Yes. I I 100% agree with you. I think I've uh, I've had the same trajectory. Um, Any high schoolers that are listening to this, you know, great fodder for your Why Tufts essay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, my question is... How much would you have to be paid to skip a year of your life? Right. I now? would have to be I would have to be paid nothing. I want to skip a year of my life. I would pay to do that if it was possible. <laughs> like when when you say skip a year of your life, do you mean like go into hibernation for a year and just miss out on that or like skip ahead to it? Ooh, well, I guess like if you were good if you were to go to sleep, you would just skip ahead anyways. Right, yeah, if I could just go to sleep and wake up in 2022, I would be so 100% fine with that. And, like, not even necessarily because of the pandemic. I think that's, like, kind of how I've always been. Like, I'm totally content to just, like, sleep and miss out on things and fast forward to what will hopefully be a better time for me. What if you, like, woke up and, like, I was Republican? No, I I couldn't think of something better. (laughs) (laughs) What if I you woke up in Australia I was like renamed Sana as coincidence, but you were asleep and no one like your texts are blowing up in your phone from four months ago. Bro, I don't know what I do. <laughs> I tweet like like honestly, like I would tweet and be like, I'm up, someone explain this. Wait, what if you woke up and your Twitter was deactivated due to inactivity? I would be upset. I would be <laughs> upset. But Wait, Boda, this is something I've been thinking about. You know how, like, now you go through your old, like, G-chats from, like, 2011 and you're, like, sickened? By, it scares like, me. The, yes, absolutely, like, terrifying wasteland. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be, like, 25 or something and, like, looking through my old Twitter. And unfortunately for me, I tweet so much, so there's just so much that's gonna cringe me out. Here's the thing about that. I am not a person who has a lot of shame. I do get embarrassed, but I think shame is like a shackle on people. I don't know what it is about American society, and maybe we've talked about this before, but I think it's of a religious basis because I feel like so many people have these like attachments to these commandments or something that will tell you if you are doing good or not. And like, yes, Mm. I have that. I have ethics, but I feel like because this is such a weird way to descend into this Tangent, no, no, I, I'm, like, I'm interested. But I think because I was, like, you know, I immigrated and I, my family is from the, the Soviet Union, like, I lived a very secular life. Mm. And, like, all of my values are off of, like, hard work and, like, these abstract com- concepts that aren't particularly attached to a god. So right. I'm just very chill like that. I'm just a chill girl, but oh no, my I, god, I, just kill! I'm I tubolo. get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I would say that my values are not founded in religion either. Like, I don't think that's really how my family structured things either. That being said, I'm the opposite of you in that I don't think I really experience embarrassment. I will take L's and brush them off like easily, but I do have a deep, deep well of shame. Like, I think like in the moment, like nothing really phases me. I've been ridiculous and I will continue to be ridiculous. And like, that's fine with me. But like when I go to sleep at night, everything I've ever done comes back and haunts me. And I think I'm the worst. That's really, really dramatic. But I think, you know, key difference between us it's what makes the friendship work yeah i that's fascinating yeah yeah yeah. you know it's the whole actor versus writer thing actors don't get embarrassed wait that's wow yeah by the way sauna's an actress for those who didn't know (laughs) like i'm retiring soon probably never gonna act after college but whatever i'm gonna cast you in something you'll be reborn I'll, I think you'd get mad at me because I would probably name you something 
bad in the show. Just for Dude, fun. Dude, you totally would. Your mom. <gasps> yeah. Um, okay, your turn for question. My turn? Um, okay. Ooh, what would be your role in ancient medieval society? Oh my god, we were actually just talking about this and I typecasted everyone in Russian House, which is where <gasps> I live, dear listeners. I think I was branded the witch. The witch the in witch. the forest. <laughs> who just... I think it's because I know a lot of random stuff and a lot of random people and a lot of random stuff about a lot of random people so yeah like you could like speak uh, in tongues yeah exactly and i'd be like oh yeah the king like i birthed his second wife's daughter (laughs) she has a wart on her nose i'm imagining you with like matted hair in like a cottage in the woods like barking at people as they pass i don't know i that was seems like a very great life for you know like an adult anthropologist (laughs) yeah that's exactly adult anthropologists are barking witches in the village literally what would you be um um you would be like someone going out into stepping out into court for the first time but her family i don't know (laughs) like you would be royal (laughs) Wait, 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 but I'm saying, like, a medieval village. Like, there's no court. These are, like, people living in their poo-poo pee-pee, you know? (laughs) Like, I think, like, it's, like, one of those societies where people have a specific role, like, something they produce for the society, which is Mm. why I don't think I have a role because I'm really, like, maladapted to functioning and contributing to a society like that, I think. Like, I would be dead from the get-go because I have poor vision, you know? Oh, wow. You did wear your glasses today yesterday in meeting i did i did wear look my glasses like the most yesterday endearing grandma you look very vulnerable no because they're like an inch thick i'm fucking blind so no i would not wow. have made it far enough to be a productive member of a medieval society i feel like you'd be the type they would still keep in some orphanage maybe and i think if i made it into adulthood i would probably be like a soothsayer or fortune teller because <sighs> i think i think that's probably a medieval society's version of a therapist you know and i'm a good listener i'm good at telling Mm -hmm. people what they want to hear and Mm -hmm. i weave tales i think it's a good profession for me your voice and mind your wit your sharp (gasps) wit will save you right all all the trappings of a soothsayer all the other children be trampled by the you know the (laughs) horse carts just in the mud oh god medieval society it's beautiful all right your your question oh okay if you could be in any movie, what would it be? You mean like if I could be cast in any movie and act in it or like live in the world live of that Live in movie? the universe of that movie. Ooh. Oh, okay. You can't say Harry Potter. No, I wouldn't. Ha- okay, it's like kind of like insulting that you'd think I'd go there. And okay. what's interesting is you that You wouldn't want to go to Hogwarts. I did, but not like anymore. Like I'm, I feel like I'm just over it. You know, I get genuinely okay. You're right. I'm over it, but I remember there was like parts of my life where I was so escapist that I was like sad that magic tricks. That's oh, oh, the hun- I mean, no, no, hundred no, percent. Like I think, I think, yeah, for sure. I, 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 you know what? If someone said you could go to Hogwarts, like, would I be like, no, no? Like I'd go, but I also mm-hmm. don't think it's like my number one escapist reality anymore. Mm, yeah. Um. I would say I would want to be a popular middle schooler in the Click movie, the one wow. that was produced by Tyra Banks, based off of wow. the novels by Lisey Harrison. Um, I think being a wealthy, white, popular middle school and we- middle schooler in Westchester, New York, is the life I was meant to live. But they're always so. going through something. Like, their parents are definitely getting a divorce, or their dog just died. For the second okay, time. But in the books, like, and in the movie, their issues are just that they're, like, mean to each other. And they, like, have friend drama, which I would have been at the top of. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think I would have come out on top with those situations. I am really, really good at being mean in a group setting if necessary. Like, I think I could totally ostracize the girl one of the girls in the group, which is basically all they do in that movie. So I think I'd be successful within that environment. And... But you would grow out, or would you always be in that age frame? I don't know. I mean, I guess we're just continuing to live in the world of that. But it's even terrifying. if I did have to grow up, I don't think it's the worst thing to grow up as a a, a pretty white girl who's oh, rich. You're right. You, you know? probably have a horse. 
Right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Ma- one, the main character leggings. does have a horse. So after a wow. while, I'd stop being a middle schooler and then I'd, I don't know, be like a rich adult. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. You'd be a communications major. <gasps> Why did that make me scream? I'm okay, so glad is- Tufts doesn't have a communications major or minor. And I've tweeted about this. I think those oh, yeah. people would be insufferable. They would be insufferable. And all this being said, I this is a very genuine question. What do you do in a communications major? Like, what do you learn? I think it's... Well, here's the thing. I think FMS encompasses some of that, but FMS actually teaches you more so. Mm. I think communications is somewhat what I I would say, like, some journalists take. But here's oh, the so thing. Oh, so it would be, like, like journalism. Like, okay. Well, yeah, and, like, PR and stuff. But I think, like, what's nice about Tufts is, like, people who are interested in journalism and stuff, instead they go into, I don't want to say real disciplines, but stuff like anthropology like i'm doing and i don't know if i'm gonna go into journalism but or uh, dare i say it ir or stuff like Mm. that see just so they have some other basis i would argue that someone who runs the instagram for a tough student organization has more experience in pr than your average communication major okay but that's because we have like daryush and you (laughs) daryush works like a 40-hour work week for no that reason. That is t- for, for no reason and nobody asked him to. I've definitely um, FaceTimed him. He's like read me off the stats of the Instagram for two. <laughs> like it's sports for him. This is That's his ridiculous. Sports. I think everybody has to have something that is sports to them. You know? That's a like, beautiful And for metaphor. a lot of like boring people, it's just sports. But mm. I, I would say The Bachelor is sports to me. I, I monitor those stats like one would a sport. Wow, I'm like, I, I guess it's like something you check every day. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely like, Craigslist for me. I don't know what is so fascinating. <laughs> I am on, It is bookmarked on my computer and my phone, and I check it like the second I wake up. Have you ever bought something from Craigslist? I never have. I have bought, I have bought a bike. I have worked, mm. oh, I have worked a gig off of Craigslist. I what used to do, do that with my sister for fun. So this is actually a crazy story. I... My sister and I, during the summer, we had nothing to do. We would look through gigs, and there was this one for a Quicken Loans golf tournament to work oh. catering, <gasps> and which I, I've never done a service job like to in, in that specific category. So we go to the end of the red line in D.C., the metro, to mm-hmm. a group interview full of, in a restaurant in in a hotel, <laughs> and they That's- just went around and took down everyone's name and social security number and all that stuff. But at the time, I didn't have my social security card with me, so we didn't record it, right? I get the job, yeah. whatever. I go to the golf tournament. I have to buy all black, have, like, black shoes, yeah, a clip-on tie and everything. I go to the executive suites of the golf tournament where they have the, the like, legitimate fucking trophy of the Whoa. entire Was golf it, tournament. like, really nice? Was it fancy? It was humongous, and it was made out of an expensive metal. And I was in this catering tent. We just preparing food. And this is the thing. I will never look at catering and food services the same because we were gross. Like, I was, my coworker yeah. named Ricky was, like, <laughs> sweating on the food. He oh. was gone the second day. And they were, they ran in, like, a tight ship. And we also had to throw away so much food. And they're just yeah, bottles of Grey that's Goose. That's fucked. Almost took a Grey Goose home. Like, it was crazy. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, basically... At the very end, it was only like a weekend because the tournament wasn't that long. Um, my sister got paid and then my manager was like, hey, like, we need your social security number to get paid. Mm-hmm. I did not have a social security number at that time. Oh, so they legally, I think, sucks. employed me. So I didn't get paid. However, mm. the executive suite was full of a lot of rich people. And um, I don't it wasn't FedEx. It was Geico, I think, who. They tipped us the amount that we were supposed to be paid. So my sister got paid double and I got paid the regular amount. Oh, And it was like nearly $25 an hour. It was crazy. That is so... I'm so glad I asked because I have never heard this story and I never would have guessed it. It's... Yeah. And... Can I ask... Yeah, I learned a lot. Foot pain. What type... Do you remember what type of food they were serving? Because I love looking at the catering menus for, like, Mm -hmm. cocktail parties. Like, I love seeing the little, like, platter things they're handing out 
They're it so It was crazy. Cute. So we had lobster mac and cheese. We oh. had... And the thing is, we got to eat it, too, for our 30-minute breaks. Um, oh, my God. Um, what was it? They made little cocktails, um, bisque, steak. Just wow. assortments of pastries and meats and what? assortments you could never understand or never even fathom of putting together. Oh, God. I'm so fucking... Oh, I haven't eaten in, like, six hours. I'm, like, salivating at what you're saying. <laughs> This is this is the spiritual sequel to our last podcast episode where we just talked about feasts. Feasts. Yeah. Oh, and here's the the, the decadence of just modern, you know. Okay, here's the thing. The porta potties were mm. porta potties on the outside. You walk in, marble counters. What? Flushable toilet with lid. With mirror. Lid. <laughs> <laughs> like I would just go in there and enjoy my space. That is so nice. It that yeah. the way you're describing it makes it sound like you know in the second Hunger Games book when Katniss and Peeta go on the victory tour and they go to like the Capit Capitol with an O and <laughs> they there's like that big ass like celebration for them and the people are like eating and throwing up so they can eat more yeah. and I think about that all the time and I'm like is that not just like a Vegas buffet and I'm like and 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 and, and create you know what Suzanne Collins she was really really writing the gospel there because in many ways our society is similar to the capitol with an o vegas makes me sick it's like um like a midwestern no no like an east coast cc's pizza oh oh. i've never been to that but is it like a i see i don't like buffets buffets really rub me the wrong way i think i'm not going to say what i honestly think of buffets because it makes me feel a bit no okay you know what no buffets are great but you in like, the time okay. of COVID, it's crazy, though, now to think about how many hands are able to go near food, how much breath right. can be expelled upon the particles. Well, so I always disliked them for that reason. And I'm not even a germaphobe. Mm. Like, honestly, I'll pick food up off the ground and eat it. But for some mm-hmm. reason, buffets still gross me out. I mm-hmm. also, I'm really particular about the composition of my plates. And I mm. want things, like, that I'm eating to go together. So I just don't get the concept of a buffet where you're eating a lot of, like, disjointed items that don't go together. Yucks me out. But, you know. That makes sense. No, that really does. I will say, like, mass-produced food is different from food in small portions because, for example, I think mass-produced eggs and egg scrambles are always a bit strange. Yeah, I don't I don't go for them. It just yeah. it doesn't appeal to me. I'm, like, totally the person that does not take advantage of, like, a breakfast bar at a hotel or something. I've talked about this. You know I hate breakfast food. <gasps> what? Oh, you, you did this. mention this. You did mention yeah. this. It's crazy, Sana, because I only eat breakfast food. My past meals uh. have been, unless they've been supplied by another person, they are always either eggs and toast, eggs and cheese, or granola and, like, yogurt. And then lately I've been getting really into smoothie bowls, so I've been eating a smoothie bowl, like, every day. Smoothie bowls are good. I think that they are an all-day food, though. But they're, like, started as a breakfast food. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, Ew. do you have any other questions? Yeah, I, I, I got some questions. Um, would you do a parade underwear sponsorship? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Here's my take. Yeah. I, we both follow Fresh Helena, Helena, yes. Helena on yes. Twitter. And she posted a photo of parade panties on, like, the ground. And she was like, I can't believe they tried to pay me to put this on my beautiful little body. And within an instant... Did I just no longer want parade panties? Literally the same thing happened to me. She's such an arbiter of taste to me. Like, she she said that she doesn't like Reformation. I was like, I don't like Reformation anymore. I was upset because I have a Reformation dress, and I was like, I was Shit. like, I, I don't want to buy Reformation anymore. Fresh Hell said that it's not cool. She, she really rules our lives. She's like God to me. At Fresh Hell on Twitter. Everything um, she tweets is like a truth, and it's crazy. I think this is how people felt when they were, like, finding religious figures back then. You know, yeah. like, everything they said sounded right. That's how I yeah. feel about Fresh Hell. But, okay, yeah, because I used to really, like, be vibing with parade underwear. And I was going to buy it, but what stopped me was that I think it's ridiculously overpriced. But I was like, I'll let it simmer, because I usually will convince myself in the end to buy overpriced items. Mm-hmm. But then Fresh Hell came in with that gospel, and I didn't end up buying them. And here's the thing. um, the The quality... Here, the material is, like, what, polyester cotton? 
Probably. I just... I don't... That doesn't vibe with my downstairs. I don't know what the material of my underwear is. It's all from it's Target. Like, yeah, but it, there's a difference between, like, cotton versus... What is that, like, viscous material? Not viscous. Oh, th- it's like, it has a shine to it. I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, the athletic material. Like, that yes. is not breathable. No, I'm not putting that on my cooch. No, exactly, like, and that's, like, no. I'm pretty sure that's what the material is. Um, And there are a lot of brand reps that I'm, you know, acquainted slash semi-friends with <laughs> on campus. That's just, like, yeah. the bitchiest way I could have said that. But um, they post just these gorgeous photos. And yes. But it's like, that's the power of marketing. The power of, dare I say it, communications. Yeah. Is, like, for example, I bought Billy razors. They Ooh. market razors to people who don't shave, and I don't shave, but I still bought the razor because their advertising was so good. I bought it, I had the razor in my hand, and was like, what am I going to do with this? I think Glossier, Glossier, however you want to say it, was one of the biggest marketing scams of all time. Because they revolutionized it's literally- it. Dude, it's crazy because it's literally like Claire's quality makeup in nice mm-hmm, packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally just Vaseline line. with different pigment in it. Exactly, and their whole tagline is skin fair, skincare first, um, makeup second, or something like that. But they they don't even have good skincare. I've like heard shitty yeah. things about it. I completely agree. I, I, you know, there used to be a referral program where you refer someone and you get five dollars, and I would refer so many people. I would I would just um get their makeup for free, and then. I started complaining about their products, and they just refunded it. So I would try out the products and do it like that. So I actually You're didn't spend so much time at Glossier. And your friend who worked there, I almost got that discount from her. Yeah, yeah. No, my friend worked there for a while, and so she's going to hate me for, like, shitting on Glossier. Because, I mean, some of the products are good, but she has to admit that a lot of them are overpriced scams. Oh, completely. Their aesthetic, though, is just so to die for. It's so cute. It's so cute. But I think what I realized also is that I live, like in squalor and so like having cute packaging doesn't really make a difference to me because after a while everything's out scattered about my desk like you know i don't really keep things cute so no, mine's the same way but i reckon i do like messy kind of desk vibes put on this the gram because each individual thing is like pretty and it goes together in a collage of me <laughs> see that works for you when i say like i have a messy desk it's just like actually like you know it's not at all in a cute way that's true. It's like it's just half-eaten chicken drumstick on top of eyeshadow <laughs> oh, eye palette from the third grade. <laughs> mix of <laughs> mix of chemistry homework. No, 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 pre-med homework <laughs> from, from like freshman year. <laughs> it's like, why is it even here in your new house? Wait, the thing is, the the worst part is you're literally not far off <laughs> because I one hundred percent underneath my desk have old notebooks that are from actually twenty eighteen when I. I was a pre-med and I have no reason to have them but I'm a pack rat there's no half-eaten chicken but there's literally like a half-drink smoothie that's been sitting there for a good week I mean Um, like what if you want it again you know what you're right that's exactly what I'm thinking I'm like you never know when you're like super thirsty and like would drink it and I'm not one to waste food I think we're we're like dirty and I think you know what it's fine I'm gonna admit it so basically like I am just the worst. So I'm RA in Russian house, and I'm just the worst. Um, we got a bunch of flurry of texts in the group chat today being like, who took all the spoons? Where are all the spoons? And I was with the my spoons. housemate, and I was like, why? Like, who would be hoarding the spoons? I come back to my desk, four spoons on my desk. I have all oh. the spoons in Russian house. And at the end of last semester, I actually had 13 cups on my desk. That's that so, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm the I'm even worse when I'm at home, though, because over here, eventually I have to carry them out and like function mm-hmm. at home. My dad is 100 percent that like passive aggressive roommate who will just do everything for you, but then like give you like the dirtiest fucking like most hateful stares as he does it. Um, I can't so, like, take that from people. Nah, I'm good with it. I'm like, if I don't have to like go down and move my shit, my dad just like bursts into my room, grabs eight cups, like like spits on me and leaves like (laughs) (laughs) it's like petulant butler 
Yeah, no, no, exactly. It's <laughs> it's like at the end of the day, he's in service, so I'm fine with it. It's like, oh my god, if my dad ever hears this, he's gonna get so mad because this is such a degrading thing to say. But he's like creature from Harry Potter. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 Like, he'll do what you say, like, because he has to, but he's so mad about it and, like, a crotchety the whole time. That's the complete opposite of my dad because my dad loves, he loves to baby me. Like, I think it's really (laughs) sweet, actually. I'll be dry. he'll be driving me place to place because I can't drive, and I'll be like, Dad, like, thank you so much, and he'll be like, it is my pleasure, it is my pleasure (laughs) to drive my daughter, and I'm like, wow. My my dad's kind of like that too. Like he loves doing, especially specifically with the driving. He loves giving me a ride, especially because you know I famously have no license. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will require a ride, and um and and I'll be like, thank you, thanks for the ride. And he's like, you know what else am I for? Like it's all just like <laughs> weary kind of. Why like, does that attitude. sound like a Darish? <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> Wait, they they do have similar vibes. They do. Dads are great my dad told me he wanted to go and become a monk that's and nice i said that's okay you would also be a terrible monk you are filled with so much rage and impatience like <laughs> me okay yeah. i understand this okay it's funny because i say I feel it with like... peace and love and i would say the same about myself but it's funny because you're right like i guess i, I am a hedonistic person um, I don't have, like, I have my qualms with it, but also, I feel like my persona in the Institute slash comedy is very different from me in Observer. No, no, that's that's completely fair. I'm saying more so just knowing you as a friend, you're quick to snap. Like, I feel, <gasps> no, like, I I feel okay, like one of the, the monks, thing. like, takes Last your year. And- <laughs> My Soylent in the monastery. Yeah, it takes, like, your Soylent in the morning. You'd roundhouse kick him. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like last year I was super duper depressed. And when mm. I'm, like, mentally ill, I I get very irritated. Me too. And, like, me too. Irritability is a symptom of depression. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's, like, a big one that manifests for me, at least. But I feel like I've been getting healthier. Good, okay. At least, like, I've been doing things, and I feel like now... I'm much slower to mm. temper. And, I'm like, sorry I, will admit, I said like, that I you can't be a monk then. I'm sure you could no, be. I, no, like, I think it's, like, honest. I think, like, yeah, I think, like, it's one of those things where I know I've been mean in the past and I've definitely been trying to work on it. So, like, it's not something I'm, like, actively trying to dodge. Like, I was mm. so mean. Um, but I think, like, I guess, like, what's important is that, like, I know it. Yeah. You know? I could not be a monk for so many reasons. I don't have the physical stamina, the mental stamina. I have I think to be on my phone constantly. You would probably accidentally blow a monk. <laughs> <laughs> How does one accidentally blow a monk? I feel like that's something that has to be so purposeful because you're like going through the whole thing of seducing someone who's like vowed not to have sex. You can't do that on accident. <sighs> <laughs> There's just nothing I can say to that. Talking but, of accidental, I mean, I'm really excited for this Would You Bang segment. Ooh, yeah, guys, let's move on to Would You Bang. I think, you know, that's it for the questions. We, we've been going in circles. Um, Would you bang the hottest teacher from your high school, but 20 years from now? <gasps> they would age too, huh? Yes. Oh, that's-, that's really hard because we... Oh, no. I feel like people from my high school community sometimes listen to this podcast. Okay. I would say it's hard because, like, the more... Okay. The consensus to which the more attractive high school teachers there are in my school, like, they're already quite old. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, like, they're, like, delves plus. No, I, I was thinking in the same thing because I'm thinking hottest hottest teacher from my high school already plays them in, like, the 40s. So then it's, like, 60... Maybe, but no. It's, yeah, that's all I can really say. I just have a feeling <laughs> that some high school teacher will listen to this. Um, so, yeah, follow me on LinkedIn, guys. Okay, here's mine, and this is polemic following the Super Bowl. Tom oh. Brady. No. 
No, good. dude. Okay, good. I was brainstorming this with my housemate, and he said, that's that's a hard one. See, honestly, if you asked me, like, two years ago, I might have said yes. I, 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 but I think I'm at a point where I genuinely find him ugly. Like, I think there was a point in my life where I've been like, yeah, it's a good looking dude, you know? But now Mm -hmm. I'm like, ew, no. Mm -hmm. Just, Mm -hmm. he's grody. Yeah. And, and also, yeah. Weird. He also, like, like, neck holds his son while they make out. That's what I was gonna say. I don't want to kiss the lips of a man who's like kissed his son with in that in that manner in that in that manner. manner yes in that right, manner right no ki- kiss your children chastely don't kiss yeah. them like Tom Brady does. I thought you know like I thought it was like a weird cultural thing or something. I thought it was a peck on the cheek until I until I really oh. looked and someone brought it up in class. Full on around the neck romanticism. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like romance novel cover disgusting and i think it's one of those things it's not cultural because it's like weird and gross for white people too yeah they just like forgive it and let Mm -hmm. them be like let him be their star i don't get it Mm -hmm. i hate athlete worship i hate celebrity worship in general but athlete Mm -hmm. worship specifically i'm like ew Mm -hmm. okay would you bang someone who writes the wiki for dungeons and dragons but they're really hot oh yeah you know what yeah you know I've had a surprising amount of people tell me that they've tried Dungeons and Dragons, and yes, I do have the, the fundamental basal like cringe. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're trying out a new thing. Sure, no, yeah, they've I lost think, a little I attraction. I think being a though. casual player of it is fine, but I'm saying the the person who's writing the in depth like wiki articles. Oh, I would definitely bang, but I would. I don't think I would pursue like a really committed relationship to them, knowing that this is like their entire life. Fair. I think that's valid. Because I don't, I don't, like, here, like, I can't deal with such an immersive universe of things. Right? I, you know, like, yeah, I think people who are passionate are cool, but there's a limit to things. Like, if someone has, like, a thing that they're making their whole life about, it's like, where do I fit into that, you know? <gasps> this is like that, um, the iCarly episode where she was hooking up with that bad guy, and he, they went to his room, and he had, like, a bunch of stuffed animal toys. Yes, 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 yes. With the big eyes. I've been watching iCarly again recently. They're, like, ruthless on that show. Like, they're mean to anyone who's just slightly not like them. And I'm like, I don't know who made you two bitches the authority on everything that's cool. I don't mean to call two 13-year-olds bitches, but it's how I feel. And Sam was just aggressive for no reason. She had the butter sock, sock with a stick of butter in it, to beat people with. Why? Why? The The senseless violence, you know? You know, there's a YouTube channel of middle-aged men who recreate iCarly videos shot for shot line by line i don't know if i think that's like kind of cool in some way because like i could totally see myself being like a middle-aged person who has a really lame passion like that but also it is lame but i i want to like extend some forgiveness because i think passion projects are okay you know what you're right maybe we're becoming nicer people in comedy that's the tagline for this podcast, the mean girls of comedy become nicer. Wow. There we we're go. We're, like, tame today. We're muzzled. Like, I feel like normally we're, like, barking and complaining. Yeah, I feel very subdued. Right? Which is crazy because Sana calls me up before this and says, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just profusely agreed with her. <laughs> but here we are, doing it for you, because the people demanded it. Yeah, Nobody and by did. the people we mean Alex, maybe, <laughs> to fill the slot. Um, okay, here's my person. Would you hook up with anyone that I've ever hooked up with? Um, I'm, like, running through the roster. Um, don't be too specific. I don't think so. Mm, wow. Okay, okay, is this, like, knowing they've hooked up with, like, like you know what I mean? Like, do I care yes, that knowing, they've hooked up knowing, with Yes, knowing, yeah. Well, then no. Yeah, sure. But. Because I feel like the only person who I would also hook up with who, like, my taste merges is someone who I would not want to, like, get in beef with you over. <gasps> wait. Wait. I would set, I could set that up for you. It's someone if we, you're if, currently hooking up with. Yeah. I wouldn't. The fu- no, Boda, we're oh, not. Oh, oh, be- wait, wait. That makes so much sense. <laughs> 
Wait, oh no. All the listeners of this podcast are going to think I'm so strange. Dude, I was like, I'm all for sharing people who we've like hooked up with in the past, but we're not going to currently. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I I misunderstood. Also, I don't want to, I don't want to continually elaborate on this. I'm curious, would you hook up with anyone I've hooked up with? No, because our tastes are very different. (laughs) And that was just a hard no. I think, okay, I don't, okay, here's the thing. I don't think that the people you hook up with are unattractive. They're just not my kind of attractive. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the same for you. That's literally like yeah. Animal Farm being like, all animals are equal, but some <laughs> animals are more equal than others. <laughs> dude, dude, Animal Farm was my favorite book in seventh grade because I thought it was Why? so smart. I was like, wow. I was like, he is making so many points. <laughs> Oh my god, dude, you're like a Twitter neckbeard's favorite person. No. God. Like, have you like, read 1984? Dude, oh my gosh. I did, we, in seventh grade, we read foreign, Fahrenheit 451 and Animal Farm, and everybody liked Fahrenheit 451, <laughs> and I didn't, and I liked Animal Farm instead, and I thought I was so fucking special. Oh dude, seventh grade socialist pick me, girl. Not I even socialist, anti social. <laughs> And my family went on vacation that summer, and I reread Animal Farm on oh my, my Kindle on the flight over there. You're literally <laughs> the smartest person I know. I tell Sana this frequently. I think Sana is one of the smartest people I know. That's just not true, but thank it you. Is. I think you're one of the smartest people I know. I Maybe just... we're just jacking each other off. Yeah, it's comfortable though. <laughs> it is. It's comfortable. <laughs> but I see. I think I, um. What I'll say is maybe we're both some of the smartest people we know, because I think in the types of intelligence, there are so many people who are objectively smarter than me, but in ways that I don't think are really that interesting or care about. Like, if you're really good at math, like, clearly you're better than me and, like, go off, but I don't really care either. I think, like, in terms of people who are really funny and witty, I'm like, well, we're the funniest and wittiest people I know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of intelligence I value. But also I'm super deranged in, like, saying that we're the funniest people I know. That was, that was an amazing soliloquy. No you could literally yeah, Jesus, put that Alex, on. Cut that out if that was <gasps> shit. <laughs> no, I thought it was candid and honest. You know what? I think. Thank you. There's a candidacy. No, the way that I just said candidacy. There's a candor. <laughs> no, that's not even the right word. <laughs> no candor. Yeah, I think candor is the right word. There's a candid one. quality. <laughs> we're Us those. being like we're the smartest people. <laughs> I have the mind of a mastermind. We're, we're, we're galaxy brain. <laughs> I think that it takes a lot of gut to be honest. <laughs> and not a lot of people are honest. And maybe that makes me the bitch I am today. No, it's true, though. It's true because I would say, like, the I'm very regularly a coward and dishonest. Like, I'll lie to a therapist, which is pointless because the whole point <gasps> you is... You pay for them, be- Sana. No, exactly. I just can't help but lying. It's my instinct. Wow. But um, clearly we've cultivated such an environment here where I can be honest, which is big. Yeah. Wow. Damn. That's hot. That's so sexy. Do you have any other bang? Oh, yeah. I have my last would you bang. Damn, this one isn't that good, but flow from progressive. I thought you were going to say flow, my friend. Flow from progressive. Why would I say that? (laughs) No. You know what? No. Because I don't think she looks good. She gets paid fifty thousand dollars plus or two hundred thousand per commercial. Yeah. No, I don't like her hair. I don't like her face. I don't like her voice. I don't. I agree like with what all she does those points, or but I just for. say yes for the clout. That's such a. You would have to be at a C or B list comedy party in Chicago <laughs> of people who are still struggling in their little classes to pull that out as a party trick. For people. Dude, but is that not an environment that I frequently have been okay, in? Okay, you know what? You're completely right. Everyone would be like, oh my god, you fucked If you walk into a Tufts party and say, I fucked Flo from Progressive, you are the coolest person there, I would argue. That's a really good point. You know, I garnered a lot of attention when I made up that my grandfather started Boda Box at a <laughs> Skidmore sketch comedy festival. All of it was just like, just, you know, flies to an open canister flame. (laughs) People, yeah, I feel like even the most vague claims to fame will like work in the setting we're in. You could just be like, I know Derek Jeter's son. He went to my high school with Timothy Chalamet. 
Yeah, you can just lie like that. Yeah. And they would never know. It doesn't. Yeah. See, I agree with you there. There we go. Make up an empire of lies. Right. So many people are boring, and I'm like, you would be more interesting if you just lied. It's funny. Okay, I don't. Okay, I don't want people to listen to this podcast and then think that everything I say is a lie. But I will say (laughs) I have had many prolific lies. Um, Same. Same. I've had so. Freshman year in the institute, I sat down. Oh, we were, <laughs> my, this, I believed this for so we long. We were practicing for the musical. I got really bored. I sat down next to Brandon Lee, who is now graduated. I said to him, you know, at times like these, I just wonder how my life would have went if I had just gone to Juilliard. And he said, <laughs> what? And I said, yeah, like Juilliard. Um, like I could have gone to Juilliard, but I decided to go to Tufts. This was just me lying out of my ass. <laughs> And he said, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I don't really talk about it a lot, but I played a lot of piano for, you know, since I was five, and I got into the conservatory, but I wanted to have a more liberal arts um, experience, like an education, instead of committing all this time. And he was like, oh, wow. And so that's that's where the seed was planted, because I didn't mention it again, until I get a text. I get a text the next weekend at, like, 2 a.m. from someone at a party. It was actually Sarah Berkowitz, I think. And she just said, Boda, I didn't know you, I didn't know you got into Juilliard. Uh, and I was like, this is it. This is it. The way that lie spread, I definitely contributed to spreading that. And yeah, I know. And it's like, that's, that's the power of gossip. Because guess what? It wasn't even Brandon that told her. It was Isaac that told her at a theater party. So he was oh my using God. my claim to fame at ah! his own party, which is, like, literally a degree removed from having your own that kind of fame. so funny. And so she texted me, and I, and I wanted to play it cool, so I was like, oh, yeah, haha. Literally, oh, yeah, haha. That's all you need. And she was like, she just, like, that was, like, enough for her to even go out. I don't, I don't know if she did, but to go and spread it. And then so every time we'd be in the Institute, like, obviously it would spread through the group because Brandon would probably just say it. And then um there would be a piano in the room someone would be like boda boda like go go play us something and i'll be like <laughs> be like oh man like i don't really feel comfortable because i started weaving this intricate narrative where my parents forced me into playing like i used to love piano and then i got so competitive in it it was like my whole life basically i was scalping the story of fencing from matt stewart who almost went to you know dartmouth for fencing um and it was so believable too. Yeah. Like Brandon and I would be like, are we like allowed to ask her about it? We don't want to like trigger anything. <laughs> I literally I literally thought it was like it was like a deep dark past of angst. No, we thought it was like whiplash, but with piano. Like we thought you were like an abused student or something. And we were like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, we don't know if this is true, but we don't want to ask about it. And then like what furthered our narrative was months later this was during auditions we were all bored as fuck in between slots so brandon and i would play 2048 our (laughs) dumbasses could never get to 2048 like we struggled and i've been playing for like years i'm just (laughs) stupid and then boda's like what are you playing let me try within 20 minutes she's never played this game before she gets 2048 (laughs) so me and brandon are like Okay, clearly she's some sort of, like, prodigious genius. Like, her <laughs> mind works in ways ours don't. Like, like maybe she was really good at that's piano. Like, that's like, like when Justin Bieber, like, that's when Justin Bieber, like, fixed that Rubik's Cube in, like, two no. minutes. And that guy bought him, like, a chain. <laughs> this isn't a documentary, God. So you just, re- that was such a well-told lie because yeah. I was fully invested in it for upwards of a year. That it was just crazy. Like I just, I just can just spew that stuff. But here's the thing: I wouldn't use it for like actual malice. I think, like I'm very <laughs> honest otherwise. But I think because I'm very honest, I can get away with bigger lies like that are stupid. That is that is very true. I think the reason I get away with so many of my lies is because people see me as such an open and honest person because I'll constantly talk about myself and embarrassing things that happen to me. So they're like, why would she lie? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of like far more embarrassing things that I'm lying about. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Deep darkness within the I'm two I'm glad of we us. can be just candid with one another. <laughs> we can have candidacy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Presidential. Uh, okay, so for our next segment, it's it's the month of love, baby. It's February. Valentine's Day mm-hmm. just happened. 
Bota's I love Valentine's favorite holiday. Day. It's beautiful. I she love it. She gave me a Valentine. Aw, well, yeah. I was actually going to buy sauna flowers, but I slept over. We had a, we had a little Valentine's Day sleepover. It was you fun. know, during our Valentine's, sauna called me the meanest person she's ever met <laughs> in her life. <laughs> I, I screamed in your face. I was like, you're the meanest person I've ever met. You're a cunt. And Boda, and Boda goes down on hands and knees and starts, like, supplicating, like, praying to me for forgiveness. I did not do that. I was laughing. I did not ask for forgiveness. I was just losing it because it was just so candid. Here's the thing. Because, okay, well, I don't want to get into the specifics of, like, what we were doing. So... <laughs> Anyways, Valentine's Day is great. I love hearts. I love pink and red. I love giving gift giving is my love language. And I think there's a lot of great discourse and diatribes to dive into when talking about love right. and romance. That's it. Well, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to look at some famous couples of fiction and history and literature and whatnot and talk about whether we think they'd make it or not you know Mm -hmm. do they have many more valentine's days to come or are they breaking the fuck up right after the book is over so um the first one i have paris and helen of troy from (gasps) ancient greek lore okay why did i think you were gonna say perry the platypus Uh, who the fuck does he end up with I don't know. Uh, Schmerz. No, his boss. No, he's an animal. I'm no, sorry. No, he's single. Everyone. He's okay, single. Okay, okay. Um, Paris and Helena from Troy. Is Paris the good-looking twink? Yes. He's the good, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and, he's, he's wait, he's but the they're prince. not even, like, together for real, for real, because... Well, the whole war is fought so he can get Helen. That's like the the face they that would... launched a thousand ships. Exactly, but I don't think they have a real flame because she's simply wanted for her beauty. So you think they'd break up? Yeah, and I hope they I do. Think like, so she too. deserves better. But I do say in the conventions of that society, they would definitely stay together. That is a good point. But I think they aren't compatible as a couple, even though they're one of apparently like the greatest love stories of all time. They came up on a list when I Googled that. So, wow. Um, the next one I have is Persebeth from, from from Wow, from Rick Riordan's yeah, Percy from, Jackson. I, there think, we go. Right. I was I why was I losing that? Time? I was you blinking know, we're, too. We're thinking Greek. We're thinking Greek here. Okay, 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 okay. I what are your thoughts? No, go ahead. For me, I want to say they make it, dude, because I feel yeah. like, you know, normally when I think of two people who got together at 16 years old, 99% of the time I'm going to say no, they don't stay together. I think Persebeth, Percy and Annabeth, they have such a shared history mm-hmm. that who else in the world would really get them? I think they're meant for each other. That's very sweet. Who's yeah. their, who's their third friend? Was that Grover? Grover. He ends mm-hmm. up with the the nymph. <gasps> yeah. See, I think they break really up. Hot. Grover Grover and the nymph don't make it. He's gonna find some other nymph. Yeah, Grover's gonna go to college and change yeah. his life. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, Grover's gonna go to like Caltech. No, 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 no. He'll go no, to like Stanford. No, he's gonna go to like Cal State Long Beach. You're right. You're right. I don't even know what that headcanon was based off of. <laughs> headcanon. Um Um Laura Jean and Peter Kavinsky from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. <gasps> They for need a breakup. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. The, okay, so for reference, the third movie ends with them both going to separate colleges but trying to make it work long distance. I think that they evaporate within a month of being at college. They are so irritating. They're like the definition of, you know, those tweets that are like super hot Asian GF and mediocre white BF? Like, that's yes. them. And yes. I hope she finds someone way hotter and cooler. Yeah. And... You know what? Period. I'm going to end that right there. I don't want to have thoughts or nuance or discussion. Yeah, they break up. Jim and Pam from The Office. Another classic couple. Oof. Oof. They went to Niagara Falls, which is like every Asian person's fantasy. (laughs) If they have a family. Yeah. I think they make it but not because they're the best couple in the world just because we did see some trials and tribulations that they made it through in the show so there's precedent to say they could make it through more i think they're just like basic mediocre people 
Yeah, I think they're boring white people who could have easily ended up with a whole other slew of boring white people, but they'll stick together. Exactly. It's like they're yeah. a bunch of colored toothpicks in a box. Hmm. I don't know where I was going with that metaphor. <laughs> it was beautiful, though. I could tell it was shaping yeah, up to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, And my last one, the most classic love story of all time, Romeo and Juliet. <gasps> Wow. Had they not died, had they not died and had they been allowed to be together, would they have stayed together? I literally think Romeo would have cheated on her every single day. That's exactly what I think. She was 13. He was, what, 16? This wasn't going to last. Yes. He would have just taken her, what was important to her at the time, and just ran with it. To me, they're like Charlie D'Amelio and Lil Huddy. Like, (laughs) similar age gap. Similar vibe. I think they don't make it. Mm-hmm. Charlie had her heart broken, and mm-hmm. so will Juliet. Sucks to say. Well, that's love, folks. I who only Persebeth stays. Only Persebeth and Jim and Pam. We kept the whiteies together. Oh, wow, you're right. We did do that. Wow. Maybe that's just something about us. <laughs> okay. That was so, scary. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> That's genuinely so scary. Introspective. Um, okay, I think to to close this chiz out, um, we're we're gonna Boda and I both decided to share a favorite memory with each other. Okay, not favorite memory. I phrased it as a memory that the other person doesn't remember. Okay, I totally did the assignment wrong because I couldn't think of one. I'm just gonna tell you a favorite memory with Aww, you. Aw, that's so cute. Mine is like bad. <laughs> Okay, how about we do yours first, then, and then we close oh, out with a wholesome okay. one? Okay, well, I remember... I I have told you this one before. I remember we were at Sk- we were at Cornell Comedy Festival, and we went I'm to scared. just the craziest, strangest open bar in a house <laughs> of a dark humor comedy group, which no one felt comfortable with. Yes. We were in their house, and we went to the bathroom... <laughs> Wait, why did I decide to tell this story? Anyways, we go to the bathroom, we're just, like, peeing, and Sana's like, you need to go faster, like, go, go, go. And then she, she like, <laughs> she, like, puts her whole entire ass on me, and, like, almost sits down, and I'm like, no, so I was like, is she just gonna go on me? I would have forgiven you, but I was, like, really scared. I think though. that's what I was threatening to do if you didn't, like, move faster. <laughs> that that party is amazing. I also completely don't remember crazy. this. Yeah, no, she really does. This was the same party where... <laughs> Here's the thing. That, that was the most fun time of my life, but there was really just no one attractive at that comedy festival. There was nobody attractive, yet I fucked somebody, and it was one of the worst hookups of my life. Sana was the same- right next to me. She was right next to me while she was talking to this guy, and I said, I was concerned. I was like, Sana, you could do so much, but, like, don't do this. She was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm gonna leave. And I was like, Sana, this is the ugliest hookup of your life. <laughs> in front of him, I said that. I said it Dude, in front of him. Here's the thing. I completely disagree with you. I don't even think he was the ugliest. I think I've done worse. Wow. Okay. Okay. See, like, audience, this is where I'm just mean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even that mean because no, I just think you could do mean. better. I think this is just showing how sad shit is for me. No. No. Now, let's turn that frown upside down. Sana's one of the most beautiful people I know on this campus. I... I hook up with a diverse set of people who range in attractiveness. Let me put it that way. I'm, you know, equal opportunity employer. You're like the admissions counselor of a mid-grade college. Right. I'm all about, like, holistic application process. Yeah, you give people chances. I do. You're like, um, chemistry department I... is underfunded. I don't know. <laughs> should I say my memory of Yes, you? I'm very excited. S- so this was recent, you're 100% gonna remember it, but I feel like this was one that very much solidified our friendship. So last semester, I ended up leaving campus earlier than I thought I would because I was really depressed and sad. Um, I had just broken up with somebody. I was like, I'm fucking outie, like it's cold here, I'm gonna go home. And so I 
basically spent the week pretty depressed and didn't do any of my packing, didn't clean up my house, was not at all ready to go. The night before my flight, Boda comes over, she did all my dishes, cleaned up my kitchen, packed half my shit while I just laid in bed and watched music videos. And I was like, holy shit, she's like a sister to me. You know, Mm. I feel like only family really does that kind of shit. So I would do I that for you, you literally any day you ever need it. Thank you. You're you're so, you are, well, you're my least favorite thing to, to do is the dishes. So when you offered to do that, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I will do the dishes for you any day. Yeah, man. Yes. You were so sad. I just wanted to make it easier. I was really sad. I think, like, last semester, just, like, tough, dude. You know, like, very, yeah. like, lonely time. Yes. Um. But... It's better now. I think this semester, you know, we still can't really do anything, but but we're podcast babes now. Things are gonna be hype. I don't know. We'll do some cool shit. Close out this I'm this excited. last semester together. Yeah. Holy shit! And who knows? In the future, we might still link up. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Okay, that was a podcast with a lot of candidacy. And honesty. Yes. That was Sauna and Boda, Ron, unfiltered. We show you our mean side and our nice side. There yeah. we go. That's bisexuality. <laughs> yeah. All right, bitches. That's it. Locking Talk to you out. later. Love you. Thank you. Bye.